Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Dere Tells All. Let me just start by saying happy belated Mother's Day to all the beautiful mamas out there who are listening today. I hope that you got spoiled by your family. I hope you got all the love, all the gifts, and everything you wanted. Um, my son got me some flowers, and then we went to my mom's house. So it's funny because I went out a Saturday night, and I have a ring doorbell in my the front of my house. And I saw my son leave and he didn't tell me he was leaving and you know, he can't leave without permission. So I texted him like, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm going with Joe. Um, And Joe's my youngest, my youngest brother. So I just assumed they were like going to go get something to eat. Um, But actually they left because my little brother took him to the store to buy me flowers, which he then came home and hid in his room. So he would have them ready for me Sunday morning. Um, it was the cutest thing, but then I went back and I watched the the ring footage from when he came back because I didn't bother to look at it, um, and he, he ran up to the doorbell and he covered it with his hand just in case I was watching so I wouldn't see what was in his hand. So I thought that was really funny and I just wanted to share that with you. So last week I told you that I have a goal of 100 ratings on my podcast um, over on op- on Apple Podcast, and you guys went over there and you bumped it up to 40. So thank you so much for that. Um, we do have a few more reviews. Uh, the first one I'm going to read is from GR12396, and she says, I have looked up to you for such a long time. I found you on Instagram. I'm so thankful you created a podcast. They're my favorite. Subscribed and excited to keep listening. You are an inspiration. Um, and then the next one is from Missy Mac 97 and she says, I look forward every week to this podcast that is so down to earth and relatable. I feel like I could just sit and talk with her all day. I love that every week she has a new guest with great advice, each with different backgrounds and stories. This is my new favorite podcast. Love the content. Thank you both ladies for taking the time to write out a review for me. Like I told you before, it really does help uh, me grow the podcast and, you know, have a bigger outreach. Um, So I appreciate that you took the time to do that. It also helps me adjust the content to what you guys want to hear because, If this is going to be a good podcast, a helpful podcast, then I want to know from you guys what you like, what you don't like. And you've certainly told me what you don't like, and I'm listening. So thank you for sharing your feedback with me. It means the world. Um, I'm going to keep this week's intro short because the interview with today's guest is pretty long, but it was a really good interview, and I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Uh, this week, we have our very first male guest. I have a couple male guests lined up for the rest of the month, um, and this is the first one, and I, I hope that you enjoy it. It was a really powerful conversation, and I know that I have mostly female listeners on here, but I want to make sure that we also hear from from the men, from the guys, because we can, as much as we can learn from other females, we can also learn from men. And therefore, I'm going to have male guests. So I hope that you find this week's guest enlightening and powerful and inspirational. So let's get into it. All right, guys, today on the podcast, I have the one and only Mike Williams from MW Fit. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So like I told you before we started recording, uh, you are my first male guest. So (laughs) congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. I'm honored. This is big. big. 
<laughs> it is, it is. Um, and why don't we start with a little background on you? Just kind of give us a little like background on who you are, what you do, that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, my name is Michael Williams. Um, I, was, I was born and raised in Houston, Texas. Uh, grew up in the Woodlands, Texas, um, outside of Houston suburbs. Um, I'm a personal trainer. Um, I built my whole entire business in the Woodlands, Texas, and I just relocated to Los Angeles, California uh, because I wanted more. Um, that might take away from what we're going to talk about, but um, we'll get there. Um, and yeah, I just love helping people. I love helping people physically, but mentally mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Cause I always say that fitness is, is it's a physical thing, but it's also a mental thing. And I think that's the part of fitness that I was missing when I first started getting into fitness and weight loss and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now I always preach that like, yeah, y'all it's like a mental game as much as it is like a physical endurance game. For sure. Um, uh, have sure. you always been a trainer or did this come on like later on in life? Um, I have not always been a trainer. So basically I played basketball my whole life. Okay. Okay. Uh, in 2012, I actually tore my ACL Oof. and that was like the first big injury I ever had. Uh-huh. And I gained over 60 pounds. So you got to take someone who's always playing basketball eight hours a day for, for years. And then the doctor telling you, Hey, you have to sit down for six months. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you I was eating, I was <laughs> eating, you know? Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll just lose it when the doctor says, you know, I can go back and I'm clear, I'll just lose it. And it didn't happen that way. And um, I just got on YouTube and I was watching videos because I was never into like the weightlifting and stuff. Mm-hmm. Basketball players were more cardio, you know, right. base. we're not into lifting weights and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just watching videos and I was like, this is kind of cool. Like, I like how the body can change. And I was just sitting in bed, you know, with my uh, knee wrapped up. And I was like, I might want to try this. So I just grabbed some dumbbells in my mom's garage, you know, started doing little stuff, you know, God was squats, learning how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I saw results. And this is when social media wasn't big. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was like MySpace and Facebook was just starting to get big. Um, and I would just post it. And people were like, oh, oh, I like this. Wow, your results. And I thought I was like shredded. I thought I was lean. I look back now and I'm like, Mike, that was nothing. Um, and uh people just saw it and I was so passionate about basketball still Mm -hmm. I started off like as a basketball trainer okay and I would train like kids and you know get them to the next level you know and I lost passion because I'm not going to do anything if I don't have passion for it right Right. Mm -hmm. and that that wouldn't be good if I was taking someone's money and I didn't have any passion for it and I was just you know going through the motions so I was like, I'm done with basketball. I'm going to focus on personal training. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of, can I give you like the whole spill of how Absolutely, that- yes. Okay. Um, I've only told a couple, couple people of this. So look, this is huge. Um, so back in 2014, uh, me and my mom were super tight, like super, super tight. But we ended up clashing and she kicked me out. Now, when I tell you I was a mama's boy, I had- I've never had a job, so I didn't know what to do. One of my best friends, Fabian Vargas, um, he's a trainer as well in the Woodlands. Okay. Um, he came pick me up, and I was like, bro, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he had his own place. I was his first place with his girlfriend. And I was just sitting on the couch like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? So one of my teammates came pick me up from Dallas. Uh-huh. And uh, he brought me back to his crib, and I'm still sitting there like, dude, what am I doing in Dallas? I have no idea what to do. Um, and then I just applied to different jobs and I applied to, um, a Budweiser merchandise place, LA fitness and another place And LA fitness was the first one to call me. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, I was selling memberships. Okay. And I didn't tell them that I didn't have anywhere to stay really. Uh, cause my teammate ended up got it, uh, got evicted. Oh man. Yeah. 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 So it gets bad. Um, so he got evicted. I'm like, yo, what am I going to do? So I was working there for a month when he got evicted. And I was like, I'm just going to close the gym. That way I can actually stay here. So I ended up sleeping in the kids club. Yeah. Yeah. There's like no cameras. Like they never caught on. 
Nah, not in the kids club. There was no cameras. I never got caught. I did that for about two and a half months. Yeah. And uh, I think the only person that kind of knew were like janitors because they open at four and I was there and they're like, yeah. how did he get in? How did, how, why is he here? But they didn't say nothing, you know, they're, you know, and um, I was in there and then I was just selling memberships. I was like the top commission guy in LA fitness all over the world and, or United States. And um, I was like, man, I really like helping people. I really like um, working out. And so I tried to do the fitness thing, but you can't do personal training and sell memberships to LA Fitness. Right, one or the other. Yeah, you gotta pick one. And um, I didn't like the way they were like kind of treating me. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm just gonna take the leap of faith. I'm gonna go back home and just start my own business. They gave me so much knowledge, shout out to LA Fitness. They gave me so much knowledge, I'm just use that and bring it back. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I end up doing. And when I got home, you know, I was going, I was making good money in Dallas to zero. Yeah. And I was like, how am I going to get clients? And I was like, my phone, social media. And yeah. this is when like, nobody was really like into fitness. Like they were using it, but it wasn't like it is now. Right. 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 Um, and I was just posting every single day, three times a day, four times a day. And I ended up landing my first client. And then they ended up transforming so good, it started snowballing. People mm -hmm. just were calling me like, hey, how much do you charge? I don't care how much you charge. I want to train with you, nobody else. And it just grew, grew, grew. And then things just blew up till last year, 2020. COVID was actually good for me. Um, that was probably the best year in business I ever had. I went from, I was doing okay to making six figures. Yeah, because everybody was home. So everybody needed a trainer. Everybody was home. <laughs> everybody was home right yeah and um and gyms were closed right and you actually came to one of our uh I did I went to your booty boot camps yes exactly and we can only train outside right right so that's how I started in my garage dumbbells you know high high intensity you know mm -hmm. you can get in great shape doing high intensity mm -hmm. and um people just gravitated and boom just blew up and then basically did I answer your question yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm about to answer a bunch of questions. Um, okay. And then that happened. And then I just got real comfortable in Texas. And I was like, I need more. Because as you can see, I was under pressure in Dallas. I didn't know what to do. Took that leap of faith. Grinded, grinded, grinded. Blew up. Mm -hmm. And now I'm back to square zero in LA. And I just want to do the exact same thing. It's like a formula, you know? Yeah. No, and I think we get used to that like adrenaline feeling of like starting something new and starting from the bottom and watching yourself grow. The best feeling. It is the best feeling. I love that feeling. Cause yeah. I like, I did that with weight loss. And then when I transitioned from weight loss to weightlifting, that was cool too. I was like, okay, starting a whole new different like fitness journey. And then even with like my social media, growing it from scratch, my podcast, again, starting it from scratch. You know, I, I love that feeling of, setting a goal and then pursuing the hell out of it Go and watching out. yourself, like watching yourself grow and succeed. And that's, that's what I like about you. Cause you, that's the kind of energy that you give off 24 seven. You have to, you have to, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. Right. Just like when you, if you weigh 300 pounds and you see that journey of you just transforming, it's so inspiring not just for you, but to others, because your friends see it and they start working out. Your family sees it. They start working out. Mm -hmm. it's, it's way bigger than you. Mm -hmm. And that's why I live by like everything I'm doing right now is bigger than me. Mm -hmm. You know, when I, when I post something, hopefully I can inspire one person to just go work out or just go on a walk, do something, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love it. I, I just, I, I truly love it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Is your clientele um, like 50-50 male-female or do you gravitate towards more towards one sex than the other? Uh, more like 90% female, yeah, 10% men. And I don't <laughs> know why. I, I have no idea. I would think, you know, you know, I'm manly. You know, let's lift weights. Ah, another set. Nah, I don't know what it is, but women just gravitate towards me. Yeah. Um, and they just want to work out. Maybe it's just the way my intensity is. Most women, I hear that, before they train with me, they're like, Michael, be honest with you, I was intimidated at first. 
<laughs> I was really intimidated to come and contact you. But my friend told me how you were, and I just met you, and you're not even like hardcore. Give me 10 push ups, give me 20 push ups. Yeah. So, yeah, mostly women, mostly women. Yeah. I can relate because you're, you're motivating, but you're not like scary. Not scary, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, not scary. You motivate me because, so like we said, I went to one of your boot camps, or I went a couple of times, actually. Uh-huh. And then um, I like weightlifting, so cardio is not my thing, but I knew going into <laughs> your thing, I was like, he is going to have us do circuits. It's going to be like long periods of time, and that's just not my thing anymore. But I, I like getting pushed out of my comfort zone. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this and step out of my comfort zone, then I think Mike is probably the, the person to go with one. Cause I'm kind of familiar with him. Cause at that point we'd follow each other on social media for a while. And I'd seen you around at the gym too. Yeah. Um, and then I, I knew that there were going to be other women there. So it wasn't going to be like, I was going to be alone, you know? Wow. So yeah, but no, I, I, I can see why the women you train say that because yeah, it, you're kind of intimidating at first, but then once you're there, you're actually more motivating than intimidating. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like making people uncomfortable. Like, yeah. As you should I, as a trainer. I, I really want to just show you that you can do more than what you think. Mm-hmm. Once, we, once we lock in mentally, the body's going to follow. Once I get you here, it's a wrap. It's mm-hmm. a wrap, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah yeah so in LA right now are you doing one-on-ones are you doing boot camps like what's the gym scenario out over there because y'all I know gyms were closed for a while are they open already uh they're open but it's still like still low Texas y'all are just open just having fun you know turning up Texas is wild right now (laughs) (laughs) over here we still have to wear masks um you can only have about 25 percent of uh like people in a gym Mm -hmm. um and there's a time limit so you only have an hour to work out in the gym yeah we had that here for a while too oh really Mm -hmm. okay yeah but things are starting to open up more but uh i'm not doing boot camps i'm doing one-on-one training not a lot mine is more virtual now okay um can i because i really don't want to be stuck in that one-on-one you know training because in texas i was training every hour on the hour i was so booked i would train from 4 30 to 8 p.m like every hour. long days long days monday through friday sometimes saturday so i want to transition into online so i have more time to focus on something else right. you know so i just have a core group of like four women right now one-on-one and that's all i need yeah plus i imagine if you do virtual training you're able to help more people because you're able to take on more clients exactly. so you're able you know to impact more a greater number of people yeah yeah for sure because I hate turning down people like oh, I'm sorry I'm booked you yeah know? and then I'm the bad guy you know yeah so but. yeah no I know because so I went through and did my CPT courses because that originally I was I thought about it I was like okay I don't know if I want to do it but let me just go ahead and go through the course let me take these courses let me take this test that way if I ever decide to do it in the future I already have it in my back pocket right but then I don't know I just like the more people started approaching me asking me about coaching and me coaching them and it was like I cannot give you the time that you need to be an effective coach right so like I'm a teacher I work full-time Monday through Friday 10 months a year and then I'm a single mom and then I have like I also work for my dad part-time I'm his bookkeeper for his small business yeah so I was like where in the world am I going to fit in personal training and like as much as I would love to do it I knew I knew that I would be an ineffective trainer if I couldn't devote my time to to someone who needs it so like you know you said before if I I don't have a passion for it I don't want to take away from someone who does and that's that's why I was like okay no like I have in my back pocket if I ever want it if I ever need it if I change my mind Mm -hmm. but right now like I have other things that I want to focus on so exactly it's always good to have that in your back pocket yeah no you never know what could happen one day you could be at work just like I was at LA fitness I would sit at work and I'd be like there's more to life than this yeah. There's more. There's more out there. I'd just be looking outside. I'd be seeing cars drive by. There's yeah. more life than this. And I said, look, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. So, um, what lights your fire? Because like I mentioned it before that you're very 
motivating and inspiring on social media, like all of your posts, or even when just like when you post a video, like a reel and the commentary behind your videos, you remind me of, um, oh my God, what's that military guy? You know, yes, you're like another one of him. Cause like, but maybe with not as much profanity. (laughs) (laughs) He's hardcore. He is hardcore. He is, he is, but that's the same kind of vibe that I get from you. So where does that stem from? Where does it come from? Um, I think that started at a young age. My dad is actually kind of like a David Goggins. Um, so when I, I grew up like really obese when I was a kid, I mean, I was probably like eight years old, weighing like 190. Wow. I was really, really chubby. Um, Mm. And that's how African-American Black people that we mean, we eat. We, every meal has a big plate of rice and then you throw everything on top, right? Mm -hmm. You eat that two or three times. Um, So I was, you know, I grew up obese. And then my dad, one day, he's a professional boxer. He was like, hey, let's go to the park and let's run. And I did not want to do that, but I had to listen to my dad. And it started raining. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. Go run. And this dude told me he had his belt. And he was like, if you stop, I'm going to whip you. So you had to run. I had to run. My mom was pissed (laughs) off when I got home. And I told her she was highly upset. But something just clicked. Like, I can't stop. And I still think about that when I run. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm tired, I'm like, yo, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. And then I started losing weight, started playing basketball. And I just saw how working hard, you know, outworking someone can bring you here. Right. You know, and grow up in, growing up in the woodlands, you know, you grow up with a lot of suburban kids and, mm-hmm. you know, you go th- when you're the only, you know, African-American person in your school, sometimes in your class, you know, you got to outwork people because they, you know, they got a little step ahead in life. And uh, I never use that as a crutch. You know, I, gr- I have best friends that are, I grew up with and they're still my best friends. Um, but I just knew I had to outwork them, outwork them, outwork them. No matter if it was in the class, in the gym, at practice, it didn't matter. And I just use that, you know, for life. You know, I still talk about outworking people. I'm not, ta- I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not going to say, hey, I'm outworking you. I'm not going to tag you. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> you should start tagging people. Yeah, start tagging people. <laughs> Uh, I'm just letting you know, like, I'm going to outwork it. And sometimes it motivates people, like, yeah. nah, Mike, nah, I'm going to outwork you. And then at the end of the day, we all meet at, at the top because yeah. we all worked. We tried to outwork each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, uh, my grandma passed away from COVID this year. I'm sorry about that. And that just, I mean, I don't know. It just lit something under me. Like, I've been going a little... I thought I was going hard. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I've never seen this side of me. Like it's something about it, and like taking care of my family, mm-hmm. like seeing everyone at the funeral and going back to uh, they're from Lafayette, Louisiana. Okay. And like just seeing them and everything, I'm like, I gotta take care of you guys because they don't have the same mindset. Right. You know, you would think so, right? You you look around at your family and you're like that's all, that's all you're going to do in life. Aren't you tired of that? Mm -hmm. And I'm just sitting there like, just looking. I'm like, I got to take care of y'all. I got to show y'all another life. I got to show y'all what's out there. You know, it's kind of like being stuck in a small town and never seeing what's out there. That's kind of what I did. I grew up in the woodlands. It's a beautiful place, but I knew there was more out there. Mm -hmm. You can always go back home. You can Mm -hmm. always go back home. Right. Right. Um, Just, just live your life. Take a, I'm, I'm, I just turned 30, so this is a great time. I don't have any kids yet, hopefully soon. Um, and I'm just going to live my life, you know? So that's where, that's where it comes from. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Now, I think a lot of times people don't know better just because they're oblivious. Like you mentioned, you know, your family back home, um, they, you're thinking like, there's more out there. There's more out there. And I feel that way about some of my family members too, like my extended family members, Cause it's like, but if you maybe tried something different, or maybe if you stepped out of your comfort zone, or maybe if you, you know, you graduated high school, okay, cool. But now go to college and see what does that get you? Or maybe go to a technical school or like, I feel like people get stuck in their ways and it's very frustrating to see someone who could have potential just like 
I don't want to say waste away, but just, you know, lose precious time trying to better themselves. And then in, in turn, you know, bettering their future generations, because I think you've made that comment before. And I know I've made that comment before, like everything that I'm doing now is to yeah, set myself up for success, but it's also to set up my future generations to help my own child then go on and, and pass me up, do better than I did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You got to think long-term. Don't think yeah. right now. Like you're starting your podcast, right? Right. Looks like you're in your kitchen right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and next year or three years from now, you might have an entire studio with an audience, you know, yeah. you're on, you might be the next, like a female Joe Rogan, like, you never know. You got to start small and just stay consistent. That's what a lot of people don't do. Right. You got to stay consistent every single day. Mm-hmm. It's just like fitness. All of this relates back to fitness, right? Mm-hmm. You got to stay consistent. If you want to look good, if you want to be lean, if you want to lose weight, if you want the body you want, you have to stay consistent. Don't just do it when you feel like it mm-hmm. every single day, right. every single day. And then you're going to look back and be like, yo, look what I built. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's the best feeling in the world. Right. And I say that too, like stay consistent, consistency, consistency, and discipline. Because if we just wait for, you know, when we're motivated, if we're in the mood strikes, we're never going to get anything done. Like it doesn't work that way. You just got to get up and do it. My alarm clock goes off, you know, at four fifty three times a week. Cause I have to do fasted cardio because I know I can't do it in the evening. So I have to do it in the morning. And sometimes I just want to hit that snooze button and just sleep a little bit more. But I know like I play that mental game. We're like, no, you got to get up and do it. Cause if you don't do it now, you're not going to do it later. And then you're going to be pissed off at yourself that you didn't do it. And you're not going to see the results that you want. So it's just a matter of getting out of that. Like, Oh, I don't want to, and just doing it, just go do it. Exactly. And then for us, you know, we're in the fitness industry, right? Mm -hmm. So what we do in the gym is going to help us, you know, yeah, it transfers to everything else. Absolutely. Everything you doing that cardio in the morning, you're getting your mind right. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's my task for today? How am I going to execute? How am I going to execute? And then in the day, you're like, I had a great day. Yeah. if If you didn't wake up that morning, now you're rushing. You're like, okay, what do I do? What's next? What's next? Oh my gosh, my phone. I, you had a bad day, you know? Yeah. No, and that's that's true. Like the days that I do my cardio in the morning, um, by the time I get to work, not only is my Apple Watch ring already closed, like my, you hey. know, <laughs> but it's also like I have this mental clarity and I can focus on other things rather than have to worry about like what I have to do after work. Exactly. Uh, so I love the summertime because in the summer when I'm not working at the school, I'll get my workout done in the mornings. Like I just knock it out. That way I have the rest of the day to do whatever I want. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, a matter of being consistent. Discipline. D- exactly. Yeah. Stay driven. Yep. 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 And then you also touched on starting small. Like, you, you know, you mentioned my kitchen back here and um, I, I've, put it on my Instagram before I was like, okay, like this is the kitchen studio, but one day it's not going to be the kitchen studio. One day I'm going to have lighting. I'm going to have a soundboard. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have that. And I think you also have to like manifest and believe in yourself. You do that. Law of attraction, baby. Yes. Yes. Hey, that is huge. It is. Do you use law of attraction? Do you be thinking about stuff? like Absolutely. I even do this, like, when I was in the Woodlands, right? I would go to, like, um, Carlton Woods. I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Fender's Landing. I'll just drive and see these mansions and just visualize, like, yo, I'm going to have that house one day. Or I'm going to have something like that. Yeah. Or, or I'm going to live in L.A. one day. I'm going to live downtown in a nice condo. And things just start happening. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to... How do I explain it? You just have to think it, but you truly, you got to believe it though. Don't you just, do. You have to believe it. You can't just yeah. say like, oh, a year from now, I'm going to have $2 million in my pocket and then not do anything about it. Like and you have to anything. manifest it. You have to believe it, but then you have to put the work in for it too. And that's the, that's the part people don't understand. Yeah. The work. Cause yeah. you can say it. Yeah. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have this nice house with a white picket fence and a, and a nice dog and a family. But if you don't put no work in, it's not going to happen. Right, right. You know, I'm not going to wake up in the morning then if it's that easy. 
I just say, hey, I'm going to have this and I'm going to sit down and watch Netflix. There's no genie here. We're not rubbing any genie lamps. No, not at all. Not at all. But yeah, law of attraction, manifesting what you want is mm-hmm. everything. Like mm-hmm. you really have to believe it. But a lot of people don't believe in themselves, you know, and going back to my family, a lot of people don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. So they can't really think that that big, you know? Yeah. So hopefully they watch this and they hear this and they're like, you know what? Yeah. They're right. They're right. I'm going to start doing this. I think in order to believe in yourself, though, you also kind of have to dissect a little bit of why you are the way you are in that moment. Like you kind of have to reflect because I can't say that I thought these grand ideas when I was, you know, struggling with my health or with my insecurity or whatever, it's like I, I had to fix those things first so that then I could focus on the next thing and then the next thing. And now I'm at the point where like, I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it. You know, yeah. you, you have to heal, I guess, your mindset too. It's not, there are some people who are just born naturally confident. They just sure. have that confidence about them. You know, I'm not one of those people. I had to work for my confidence. Um, and, and some people need to understand that like, oh, Maybe you're not confident right the second. Maybe you are having trouble seeing the greater picture, or the future, but it doesn't mean it's not attainable. You just kind of have to work at it a little bit more. You know? Exactly. You gotta prepare yourself. Yeah. Like if you're getting ready for a test or a football game, basketball game, you gotta practice every right. single day until, you know, your game is there and then boom, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you gotta stay consistent. Mm-hmm. You gotta stay consistent with it. That's the yeah. key word. Of, that's the key word of today's episode. Consistent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be consistent. That's all it is. That's life. It is. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Life, business, business goals, everything. Yeah. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, so let's go back to fitness a little bit. Okay. Okay. I get a lot of people who ask me like, how do I get started and what do I need to do to lose weight? And I, I like to ask all the trainers that I have on here. Cause I think it's important to get different perspectives and I have my input. Like I always say that maybe you should start with either a trainer or a group fitness class. Like if you're brand new and you don't know how to do any of it, you need guidance. So either get a trainer or join a group fitness class. That's what I did. That's what worked for me. It made me love fitness. Mm -hmm. I think that if I had just gone into it by myself, I probably wouldn't have gotten the hang of it and I would have quit. Right. But what's, what's your, your take on that? Like what advice would you give someone who has brand new and they don't know what to do? Uh, First thing, let's focus on nutrition. Mm -hmm. Let's lock in on nutrition first, before we do anything, before we get a trainer, before we go in a group class, let's get nutrition right. Now, I don't care what type of nutrition you do, because some people like keto, some people like being vegan, you know, pescatarian. Find what works for you. What do you like to eat? How do you like to eat? All that. Okay, we got that. Now, let's hire a, tr- a professional trainer mm-hmm. to teach you the basics. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, this is one thing, I was just talking to another client about this. Um, let's, say, let's say me. Don't let me just train you. Let me teach you. Yes, yes. Don't just come to the workouts. Hey, I want you to do this, this, and this. And you're just trying to hurry up and get through it. Learn it. Let's go mm-hmm. slow. Let's learn how to do these movements. That way, a year from now, you can go to any gym. Let's say you travel. I have a lot of clients that travel. Mm-hmm. And you go into that hotel gym, you know what every machine does. You know what, how to do a dumbbell circuit. You know how to do wads. You know how to do everything. Yeah. Learn. Yes. Learn. And then after that, once you have a trainer, I would say for six months to a year, you know how much knowledge you can give a person? A ton. A ton. Like, yes. I mean, a ton. Yeah. Like, 
I know we get on social media and we post workouts and we're like, hey, do this workout. And a lot of people, you know, get on their phone and like, okay, I'm gonna do this, this. Okay, they want me to do that. Okay. And they try it, but it's not the right form or the right intensity. A trainer can help you with that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. just learn the foundation. Like if I didn't go to kindergarten first and just hop into high school, I would be like, how do I, how do you read? How do you add this? Like, right? Right. So you, got, you got to build that foundation. Yeah. Build that foundation. And then every year you just add on, add on, mm-hmm. add on. So the point where you feel like you can train somebody. Yeah. You're a trainer, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I feel about it. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. No, I agree hundred percent. I think I've learned from every single one of my trainers that I've ever had. So starting with like my boot camp trainer, because that's the very first thing I did. Um, I learned all about circuits and Tabata and HIIT. Like, because that's what we did, right? So then once I left that, I knew what circuits were. I knew what a Tabata was. I knew how to do hit. Like I knew how to do all these high intensity movements, right? And, and then when I transitioned over to CrossFit, that's where I learned how to weight train. That's when I learned how to squat properly, you know, stay on your heels. That's when I learned the bar path whenever you're doing like a clean, um, when you're deadlifting the different grips and where you should feel it, like which muscles each lift is targeting. Where, do you feel it where it's supposed to be feeling? Because if you don't feel it where you're supposed to be feeling it, you're doing it wrong, right? Exactly. Right. And so like from then, like every coach that I've ever had, I have learned something new from them. You, including you, like, honestly, (laughs) um, some of the banded stuff that we did, like I do a lot of band work, but Uh there were a couple of movements that were completely new to me until I trained with you. And now like I've incorporated that into my um, glute activation routine, right? So I agree Uh with you hundred percent, learn. Don't just sit there and like go through the motions. Don't do it. No, receive the information, process the information and then you turn around and then you use that knowledge to mm-hmm. continue to better yourself exactly exactly so have you used it sounds like you've done everything in like the fitness so you've done to body like the circuit boot camp mm-hmm. you've done the crossfit mm-hmm. now, yeah and i did a i did a, li- a little olympic lifting for about six months oh see see mm-hmm. so you, you you've done every single one have you got into like the bodybuilding type that's kind of what I'm doing right now. So I got a body, I got a body bodybuilding coach. And so, yeah, that's like a whole different nutrition thing too. Cause I was oh, used to, yeah. you know, when I was doing hit and cardio, I was like low carb. And then once I got to CrossFit, it was a lot of like macros, like tracking your macros. Yeah. So now with the bodybuilding, it's like a whole new thing too. So I'm learning not just like workouts, for bodybuilding, but also like bodybuilding nutrition. And I love learning stuff. And it doesn't mean I'm going to like do it forever. It doesn't mean I'm going to become a bodybuilder or go compete or anything. Uh-huh. I just like immersing myself into something and learning about it. Growth. Yeah. All about growth. Yeah. And that's All- why I also just like to try random things. Like I'll, I'll go try a random yoga class. I'll go try a random Pilates class. I'll like, I've done all sorts of classes just one time, just so that I can say I've done it and I know what it's like doesn't mean I'm going to keep doing it but at least I like have that experience that I've tried it and I wish a lot of people would do that just just try it mm-hmm. just try it it's okay if you if you get tired we all get tired I don't care if you're in great shape you're gonna get tired with fitness like you're gonna get tired in a workout right yeah just try it even if you look you might look dumb if I go to a yoga class right now <laughs> the way my hips are I'm gonna look bad <laughs> yeah okay it's just about trying it. And fitness, it evolves every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Midnight hits is a new thing. It's yeah. a whole new thing, right? So it's evolving every day. Just like yeah. people. For sure. I want to know how in the world you get up so early. <laughs> okay, look, look, listen, whenever I used to watch your Instagram, when you still lived here, we were on the same time zones, right? I would, I would wake up at like 5.30 for work and bad habit I know but I would get on social media and at that point you had already posted an Instagram story like an hour and a half ago that you were out running and I was like this man never sleeps (laughs) like I have a hard time waking up early I don't like I do it but I don't like it but you seem to enjoy it how do you do it (laughs) I just well because I'm so busy yeah like every night before I go to sleep I plan my schedule Mm -hmm. right 
So I know I'm not an afternoon person. Like I don't like working out at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. I cannot, I'm going to bed at that time, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So if I get my if I get my workout done before I have to train someone, and I also live by this, I can't tell someone to do a burpee or do this squat if I haven't worked out first. Okay. I like to practice what I preach. I like to wake up, get my work done, get my mind right, mm-hmm. okay? And then train everybody else. But I was just super uh, booked. So I knew, I, self-awareness, I knew that I had to wake up at this time to have enough time to work out, shower, you know, do my little motivational, get my mind right mindset, yeah. and then go about my day. Gotcha. You know? mm-hmm. Because if I don't do that, oh man, yeah. it, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. So it just, comes, it just comes back to that discipline then. Just discipline. discipline. Consistency. Yes. Consistency. consistency. <laughs> you know, that's what it's all about. That is, that's what it's all about. And being uncomfortable. That's yeah. what it's all about. Yeah. We have um, to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And, exactly. Yeah. Are you a morning person? Um, yes, but not as early as you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't like. I'll try to sleep in, like I'll say I'll sleep in, but no, nah, my body is just, I'm up early every day, even really? on weekends, even in the summer, I'm up early. That's why I train in the morning. Cause I'm just, just get it done. Yeah. And then I was going to ask you, so how do you, I don't have any kids. Yeah. So like, how do you do it? Like you have a, a, a well, yeah, he's hella tall. He's taller than me. He's a yeah. grown man. How do you <laughs> do it? Like balancing everything out, you know, how do you, how do yeah. you do it? Schedules. We run on schedules here, like literally his schedule and my schedule, because my son's an athlete. Uh-huh. So he has his own schedule that he has to do. You know, he has to be at practices. Yeah. In the summer, they have um, sat camps, like strength and conditioning camp every day. And it's like the older he gets, the earlier his sat camp like comes on because they do them by grade levels. So I think this year he's, I think at the six o'clock hour now. So he's going to have to wake up at like five 30 every morning in the summer. Um, but yeah, no, we just, we go off of schedules. So everything that I do, I have to put it in my phone on my calendar. Like even when I, you know, when I scheduled you for the podcast, I was like, okay, I'm going to send you a calendar invite because if I don't put it in the calendar, I will forget about it. And it's the same thing. Like if it's a a work thing, um, my son thing, a socializing thing with the girls, a family event, I have to put everything into a calendar so that just like you, I can plan out my day, like the day before, the night before I go to bed, I'm like, okay, I have to do this, this and that. And I got to make sure that if I can't pick up my son, then I have someone who can help me pick him up or drive him wherever he needs to go. Um, and he, he's used to it by this, like by now, cause he was probably, I want to say like, I don't remember like third grade whenever I started working out and I started kind of getting into fitness. And right now he's a a freshman in high school. So he already knows that I have a routine and that we have a schedule and, you know, we eat at a certain time or we go grocery grocery shopping at a certain time. He just knows. And it's just, just yeah, it's just, it's our lifestyle at this point. Um, It it wasn't always as easy and sometimes it's still not easy, but we just, we make it work. I always tell people, if you want something bad enough, you'll make it work. And, you know, I've mentioned in uh, previous podcasts. um, So I had my son at 17. I was still in high school, but I wanted to go to college. And I was like, okay, well, I got to go to college. I got to find a job because I have to support my baby. And then I also have to be a mom. And was it easy? Hell no. But I did it because like, I knew I had to do it. I wanted to do it. And I found a way to make it work. You just got to do it. You know, there we go. Now, do you feel like, do you believe everything happens for a reason? I don't know. People have asked me that before, and I don't know. Hey, I want to say yes. Yes, I feel like I, a lot of the hardships that I went through were preparing me for, for now. You know? I for think so. you, like, you're <laughs> highly successful. Like, think about it. Everything, you know, I don't know if you're religious, but um, 17, boom, right? Have a kid. That's hard. And then everything you went through till now mm-hmm. prepared you for, so you were super uncomfortable. Boom, boom. You kept, you kept staying consistent, disciplined, you know, kept evolving and then boom, finished product. You're still growing too. Yeah, and absolutely. I can see people looking at you like, wow, overnight success. No, 
No, they have no idea. Yeah. No idea what goes into this, what goes into editing and and all that. So. And you know that, like creating content, like we, as much as we're like into fitness, we're also content creators. Like you're a content creator. I'm a content creator. And I think people think that it's so easy to just like take a picture and put it up or make a quick little video and put it up. But no, like if you want it to be good, you have to put thought into it and then you have to edit and you have to like, everything takes time, you know, so that the execution comes out the way that you envision it. So I don't think content creators get as much credit as they deserve for the content that they put out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you got to stay consistent with that yeah. because you might work all day on, on one video and might get a couple likes. Yeah. You know? Well, in your case, you're going to get like 5,000. But, <laughs> um, but then the next video or something a week later, boom, something happened. Yeah. You know, so that you just got to stay consistent with it. Yeah. It's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean. You know, and that's that, how it happened with um, my Instagram. Because you said that 2020 was a really good year for me. And it was a good year for me too. And I don't like saying that because I feel like so many people had like a really bad year in 2020. And then here I come and I'm like, Oh no, 2020 was the best year for me. But like, it really was, I think, you know, being able to work from home that year allowed me to have more time to like work out here at home. And then, so I had more time to record my workouts and then I was putting out more content And it was like a regular rotation of like workout videos and pictures and meals and blah, blah, blah. And then that's how my account grew. Like I didn't go buy followers. I didn't like post a booty picture. And then all of a sudden, you know, I had 50,000 followers. Like that, it didn't work that way for me. I was always very, I was real about like who I am and what I do, but I was consistent with with how I posted. And And that's how I was able to grow organically. And I always say like, to me, it's quality over quantity. I'm the kind of person who I will go into my Instagram and I will remove followers. If, if you're not the, my, like the people who I want to connect with, I'm going to remove that follower. I don't care. I don't yeah. care if I dip down to like 10 followers. That Ooh. I don't want those 100,000 followers if they're not quality followers who are going to be there to connect with me and the content that I'm putting out, the knowledge that I want to share, you know? Yeah positivity too yeah because there's a lot of people out there trolls negativity you mm. gotta unfollow them people even in real life yeah even yeah like you gotta unfollow people you I know did, I'm, yeah. gonna love you, I'm gonna love you from a distance i'm gonna mm-hmm. love you from a distance but what i got going on right now we can't we can't our vibes aren't matching right now yeah yeah i i, I definitely know what you mean unfollowing people and because if i'm scrolling especially me i'll do it today if I'm scrolling and I see someone like being negative or something, I'm unfollowing. I don't want to see that. I want everything to be positive. I know life isn't always positive, mm-hmm. but when I turn on my phone, I want positivity. Yeah. You know, and I want to see people working, striving to be better, mm-hmm. you know, because it's going to motivate me. I yeah. know I always be motivated, but I, I truly get motivated um, by other people. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but I'm super competitive, you know. <laughs> I can be. Um, man, like if I'm uh, with my girlfriend, Ariel, if we're walking, let's say we, we went to dinner and we're, we're eating and um, this happened one day. We went uh, eat somewhere on the waterway mm-hmm. and we're walking on the waterway and I saw this guy running and I'm like, he's outworking me. He's outworking me. And I, <laughs> and I just get so upset and I'm like, I'm over here just, you know, strolling on the waterway, relaxing, you know, chilling. Yeah. And he, he's working and I'm that's I just hate that and yeah. I have to learn a balance I have to learn I, I truly have to learn a balance mm-hmm. you know so I'll get there I'll get there but back to what we're saying you don't believe that everything happens for a reason I said I don't I'm unsure like I want I want to lean towards yes I don't know I don't know I I'm not to- I'm not a very religious person so I grew up very Catholic okay um and then as I got older, I kind of started reflecting more on what being Catholic meant. 
Gotcha. And there were some things that I agreed with and some things that I did not agree with. And then I tried, like I went to like non-denominational Christian church. I went to a Baptist church a couple of times. Um, I, ca- I guess I kind of wanted to like explore my faith. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to say that I'm not, like, I don't believe in God. I think I, I'm agnostic at best. I believe that there's a higher power, some divine power. I don't know what that power is though. So I'm, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm an atheist because I'm not, I just- yeah. Yeah, I'm just not a very religious person. I got you. But I but I do you. believe in like, you know, fate and destiny and and manifesting things. So that's why part of me wants to say like, yeah, maybe things do happen for a reason. And you you, you might not see it until like way later on. Way later, like 10 years from now, you're like, oh, so that happened because of this. And yeah, that's how my life is set up. Like I... I used to be mad at my mom for the longest. Like I didn't talk to her for like years. Yeah. But if she didn't do that, I wouldn't be here today. True. I, yeah. would, I would still be living in our house, probably going to 24, playing for eight hours, grown ass man, you know, working a regular, you know, being regular. Um, and another thing, working a nine to five isn't a bad thing. No, it's not. I work a nine to five. <laughs> exactly. I remember back in the day, I used to preach like, and I kind of still do, I need to stop. But like quitting your job, everybody is not an entrepreneur. Right. You know, um, and I was, I was talking to a guy and he was talking about quitting his job. And I was like, what time do you have to be at work? He said, 7 a.m. I'm like, how far is your job from your house? He's mm-hmm. like, about 30 minutes. I'm like, what time do you usually wake up? He's like, around 6.30. And I'm like, bro, you, it takes you 30 minutes to get to work and you're waking up at 6.30 and you want to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. No, it does not work like that. Mm-mm. Everybody thinks like you can just wake up whenever we want. You know, I don't have any, I don't have a boss or nothing, but no, it's actually harder. It is. It's way- You have to be hard. You have to be the boss. You have to be the employees. You have to be your, you have to be every position of your company. Everything. Until you, until you get to a point where you can actually like hire people. Yeah. And that's my goal. Like my goal is to like hire people to where I don't have to do all these little stuff. Mm-hmm. I can do something else, but that to have to put someone in position to actually, you know, work for you, that that's that's goals. That is that, goals. Mm-hmm. That is, you have like fifty people that work for you, and they're relying on you to pay them to take care of their family. Yeah, yeah, that is goals. <laughs> you made it. I don't care. You made yeah. it. Yeah, you have made it, but. Yeah, that's my goal. What's your What's your goals? What What's your overall goal? I know this is your podcast. I, you're the one to ask the questions, but <laughs> we don't talk a lot. We don't talk a lot. What What is What is some of your goals? Like, what's um honestly like? So I feel like I've gone through different stages of life, mm-hmm. and I think that my stage of life where I work in education is probably going to come to an end very soon. Okay. Um, I feel like I I have given what I can to the world of education and they have taken from me what they needed but my passion is just not in it anymore I love being able to connect with people I love telling people stories I love um, pursuing my own fitness goals and then encouraging other people to pursue their fitness goals so I don't know what that's going to look like and this podcast is part of me trying to figure that out and exploring different avenues but I know that that's I just want to help people what in whatever way that manifests itself, I want to be able to help people and and just I don't know. That's just kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. And um money wise, I mean, yeah, of course everybody wants a big ass house with a nice car, but it's but it's you know, it's not like something that that motivates me. Like that's the sole motivator. You know, I w- I would be okay driving my little Camry for the next 10 years. As long as it meant that I get to pursue my passion and help people and do something that I love and enjoy. And then I wake up every morning and I'm happy to do it because there are days when I, right now, when I wake up and, and I love teaching, but there are days when I wake up and I'm like, man, instead of going to work today, I could be doing this. I could be booking this person. I could be recording that. I could be shooting content for this. And, and it's just, I think my, the tides are turning and I'm transitioning into a new season of life. There you go. You're about to blow up. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Cause I mean, how many hours do you work 
like being a teacher, how many hours is that? Uh, 40, 40, about 40 hours a week. Yeah. Imagine that 40. I know. You can put into your own like crap. Oh my goodness. And what you're already doing now with, you know, not a lot of time, 40 hours towards that. Oh, the sky's the limit for you. The sky's the limit. And like I said, people just need to start. Yeah. You're doing this podcast. You have the microphone, you have the mics, you have the computer. You have to research, okay, how to start a podcast. Okay, I need that, that, that. Okay, I'm good. Let's start. Well, and that's the thing too. So people always like, it drives me bananas when people act so clueless. And maybe they are just, they don't understand. But like I said, I wanted to start a podcast. I went and got on the computer and I Googled how to start a podcast, best podcast microphones, podcasting, like editing software, uh, streaming platforms, monetizing. Like I just went down the deep hole and did all the research that I could do. And then I was like, all right, I think I have enough of a grasp, like understand what podcasting, like how to do it to get started. Am I perfect at it? No, I've had a couple of episodes where the audio is a little wonky and I couldn't fix it, but you know what? It's still, I still put it out there because you have to start somewhere. Exactly. And then you're going to look back five years from now and be like, look, look where I started (laughs) now. Yeah. And it's such a beautiful thing. Just starting something and seeing it grow just like a child Mm -hmm. birth it. And then you see it grow, go off, have its own family. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, you mentioned family and then it reminded me of, um, Ariel, your girlfriend. Yes. (laughs) I love her. I adore her. (laughs) I'm still sad that her and I never got to get a workout in together. Although she's coming to Houston, isn't she? Yeah. We're going to be there, uh, May 14th. May 14th. Okay. So I I should be, yeah, I should be in town then. So we're definitely going to have to like get together the three of us do something, go to dinner, get a workout, something. Cause, um, I love y'all. Um, but you guys are very similar when it comes to fitness. And I think that having that support system is also very important, right? Mm. Yeah. Because I know, so when I started losing weight, I had to give up some of the friendships that I knew were not um, supportive of that new journey, right? So like friends who wanted to go out and party and drink or go out to eat, like, and I knew that I couldn't do that. And it's not like, you know, I didn't care for them. It just, I knew that that wasn't the support system that I needed if I had certain goals that I wanted to reach. But mm-hmm. the same the same thing can be applied when it comes to like business or education or whatever, right? And my family was very supportive. My mom learned how to make better meals. I lived at home while I was still in college. Um, and wow. even after college for a couple of years, I still lived at home while I got on my feet. Um, and so my mom would obviously, she would still cook for the family, but she knew that I was on this like, you know, fitness weight loss kick. And so she adapted and she learned how to cook better meals too. She, um, and then it just kind of like domino affected and she got into better shape too. And then the whole family's oh. working out. Right. But because we had that support system. And I think that if my mom or my family had been the opposite and be like, well, that's stupid. Or like, ew, why are you eating that? Then I don't know that I would have stuck to it. It would have been harder to stick to it. I probably would have stuck to it, but it would have been a lot harder, you know? And a a lot of people grow up like that, whether family are telling them, you can't do that or that. You'll never be able to do that. Like Mm -hmm. when I'm growing up, my mom always told me, you can do anything, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Even when I watch like NBA games, I'd be like, wow, look at um, Michael Jordan. Wow. She'd be like, oh, you'll be there one day. Just Mm -hmm. give it time. And I like thought about, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, 10 years old. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So she just developed me and just telling me, putting that confidence in me from a young age. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't grow up like that. Yeah. A lot of people, their parents say, you'll never do this because they didn't do it. Right. Or you'll never, you'll never make this much money or, or you know, something like that, you know? Um, and I think that that hurts a lot of people. It does. You know? Does. Yeah. I think you know, your upbringing, your upbringing does affect you a lot. My parents, you know, were always very about you, you have to pursue your dreams, you have to do better than me, because my mom was a janitor, she like cleaned houses, she cleaned office buildings. And then my dad um, was a handyman, like for um, like the apartment complex that we lived in when we were little. Um, Uh But 
my dad, my dad is very like goal oriented too. And so my dad was like, okay, I may be just the handyman one day or uh, right now, but one day I'm going to be the boss. And now my dad, he owns his own drywall, like commercial drywall business. Um, wow. yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Commercial. So they build like casinos and hotels and office buildings. Ooh. Yeah. And like my dad's the owner of his company and that's why I work for him on the side. I do all his bookkeeping for his company, but yeah. Um, watching my dad do that, you know, you know, from being the, the apartment janitor to being the CEO of his own company. And my dad didn't go to school. My dad didn't learn how to read until he was an adult because my dad grew up in poverty. So seeing my dad accomplish all of these things, I think affected me too, because like, well, if my dad could do it, then I can do it, you know? Yeah. And so I think a lot of kids when they're, who are, you know, when you're young and your parents are maybe you know, the opposite and they're, you know, they stay stuck in a certain area of life or maybe they, they say that school is stupid. Cause I have heard that from other people who, you know, their parents told them like, no, don't go to college. College is stupid. College is a waste of money. Um, or, you know, no, don't move out of town. Don't leave this town. Like your family's here. You're, you, you belong here. Or like, yeah. what, you think you're better than us? Cause you want more like those Ooh. kinds of mentalities affect people. For sure. Yeah. Big time. time. It's sad sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I think someone can can get out that mind space. Yeah. They just have to meet someone like me or you, not to sound cocky, me or you, Mm -hmm. and just put that energy in them like, yo, you can go do this. Yeah. You can go do this. And like, you know what? You're right. And then they start seeing a little progress. They start small, Mm -hmm. you know, they start Mm -hmm. seeing a little progress, progress, and then they look back. And then what usually ends up happening, their family are like, I knew you could do it. Mm-hmm. I knew you mm-hmm. could do it. I was there from yeah. day one. Yeah. I knew you could and do they try it. to claim some type of credit for it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. You're like, yo, 10 years ago, you were telling me that I couldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. You know? And, and kids remember stuff like that. Right. You know? Yeah. And that's why I like working with, um, like, the upper elementary and middle school kids because I think those are the kids who struggle the most like when you're little you're too oblivious to a lot of things because you're little right and then I think that middle school is the perfect time where you those kids who are struggling with that you can catch them and you can be that person to offer like support and kind of like be a mentor and you know the kids who I knew had trouble like a troubled home life those are the kids that I gravitated to because I wanted to be like an influence that I, I guess kind of like helped them see a different future than whatever their home life was telling them they, they had. Like, you know, I wanted them to see other opportunities. And that's my favorite group of to teach is that upper elementary, like that 10 to like 14 years old. That's Ooh. that's my sweet spot, you know? That is so, that, that spot right there is so important. Yeah, it is. Did you ever like, when you look back at like high school, um, did you grow up in Houston? I did. I grew up right here in Spring. Okay. Have you ever like gone back and then like thought about, wow, look like, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, I went to Knox uh, Junior High out there in the Woodlands, right? Mm-hmm. And looking back at it, I would see like, wow, he was really hurting. Like maybe at home, you know, he would always get in fights at school for like no reason. He'd get mad or something. Mm-hmm. And then you look back years were, were all 30 years old or plus, And like, you can see like, they went the, the wrong way. Yeah. And you're like, wow, if somebody would have just said something to him or like been a mentor, just yeah. hung out with him be like, Hey, it's going to be okay. Let's, mm-hmm. it's all right. You're good. You can do this. Mm-hmm. That could have changed his whole adult life, which yeah. could have set up his next generation and generation after that. Yeah. So like I said, inspiring people, no matter how young they are, just telling them they can do something. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when ladies come to me and I ask them their goals and they're like, I want to be able to do a push up or a pull up. I've never done that. And I'm like, you can do it. We're going to do it next week. <laughs> now I know sometimes be like, Mike, come on. It's going to take, it's going to take some time. Yeah. But just telling them that they can do it. And we just practice every day after every session, we're going to try to do 10 pull ups. We put the band on our foot. We might do assisted pull-ups, but we're going to learn. Mm-hmm. And you're going to train with me for 12 months. On that last day that you train with me, you're going to do a pull-up. Mm-hmm. And you did it. 
Yeah. And that's going to teach them stuff in life. Yes. You know, because I like training people hard. There's certain people I can't train, you know, all the way in, can go, but some people like that. Mm-hmm. And so if we go super hard. By the time you're done with me, you're going to feel like you can do anything in life. Mm-hmm. If you work out with me at 5 a.m., 5 to 6, at 6 a.m., you can conquer the world. Yep. Anything that's thrown at you, you'll be like, my workout was harder than this. <laughs> you know? Uh, yep, yep. Anything. anything. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, Michael, thank you for coming onto the podcast today. Yes. This is, uh, see, you inspired me to even start something like this. This is awesome. Like, this is dope. <laughs> This is so dope. <laughs> it is. It is. No, I really enjoy. It. I love like so. I designated Mondays. I made my rest day Mondays now, so that uh-huh. instead of going to the gym, I designate that time to my podcast. So either like I'll record with someone or I'll edit or whatever I need to do. But it's like I love it. It's a. I love that every Monday I get to set that intention that I'm going to work on my podcast and I'm going to grow my podcast. I'm going to build my podcast and and. Yeah, it's I'm having so much fun with it. I really am. I it's love fun. it. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's organic. It's just, but I like talking to people that get it. Yeah, you know, some people are just I call them can't get right. They just can't get right. <laughs> and uh, I like knowing, like talking like you. You want more out of life. You want to go get it. You wake up early to just do your cardio because you know you have goals in life, right? Mm-hmm. So I like talking to people like that. Yeah. And just, bouncing off bouncing off bouncing off and the vibe is good so yeah this is great but even people who are not like-minded like me I still like talking to them because I kind of want to spark something in them or at least make them like be like hmm just maybe she's on to something yeah at least you know set that little like what do you call it um, plant the yeah, seed plant the seed just plant a little seed in there and maybe they're gonna be like no 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 but then you know later on when they go at home at night and they can't sleep they're gonna think back on the conversation and be like maybe Teresa was on to something maybe she I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know and then that's how we inspire change so exactly. that's yeah exactly. all right I, yeah. I love I love the way you do your social media I'm like every time I click I'm like wow like did that take, I wonder how much time that took. <laughs> like, really, I'd be thinking like, and I'll read your caption. I'll be like, yo, that's a time, like the craft. Like, yeah. you, it's not just about just, okay, this clip, this clip. Like, you got to put some effort into mm-hmm. what you do. And like, you do it every single day. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. You inspire me. I feel like sometimes when I'm on my phone, I'm like, I don't feel like posting. And I'll see you, I'll be like, yo, she's outworking me she's outworking me that's you when you post your workouts and I'm like he's outworking me I gotta go run now (laughs) and it's not it's not about it's not about competition it's just feeding off each other like yo they're working I know it's Friday afternoon but they're still working okay I I can do it too yeah you know yeah so I love it Hey, all right. Well, do you want to tell my followers where they can find you, plug all of your stuff, everything? Okay. Um, so I have two Instagrams. I have a business page and a personal page. My business page is at Michael Williams Fitness on Instagram. And then my personal page is Michael underscore Joseph. Mm-hmm. And then you can follow me on Facebook too, Michael Williams. Um, yeah, just type in MW Fitness and you'll find me. Trust me. Yep. And I'll make sure that I'll link everything in the description um, for the podcast for this episode. So if you want to find him, I'm going to make it super easy. You just click away and he's available for virtual coaching. So if you're looking for a fitness coach, definitely hit him up. Oh, 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 oh.